This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This is Michelle Byrne, your host on Catitude. Today we're going to talk about something really important for the health of your cats, and that is diabetes. And why it's so important is because it generally goes undetected. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back after this short break. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose, your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Dr. Nicole Sinclair Torrey. She is the Associate Director of Professional Services for Merck Animal Health. Welcome, Dr. Nicole. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me today. I am so excited to have you. I mentioned, you know, diabetes, but it's also National Diabetes Awareness Month. That's for any diabetes, right? Cats, dogs, any people? Yep, absolutely. It's just a month that we focus on bringing awareness to people, but we like to focus here in the animal health world on cats and dogs, especially. Of course. And this is, we're all about cats here. Um, So, (laughs) you know, for diabetes, as we're becoming better pet parents, we're looking at all these different diseases that our cats are getting that where maybe even 10, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have even thought, you know, oh, my cat has diabetes. I have to take, you know, special care this way, that way. So what do you know about like the background of all this, of why it's something we need to focus on or or why it's become so important? It seems like within the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. And I think you bring up a great point there of, of how pet owners are becoming more in touch with their pets and their pet care, and especially in the cat world for us. So this is definitely a great topic to discuss with pet owners, because as you mentioned, it, it might not be something on their radar all the time. And, and but they're aware of diabetes in, them, in people, but it might not contrast or be as evident to them that it could happen to their cat. So just to take a step back, and to think about what diabetes is, or diabetes mellitus, but diabetes for short, It's a condition that affects the amount of glucose or sugar in the blood. And diabetes can occur when your cat's body makes too little insulin. It can stop producing it altogether, or the body has an abnormal response to it. So that's how we can see that persistently elevated blood sugar, which we commonly hear about in people. You know, this might sound like something strange, but mostly when I hear about people getting it, it's because of, besides the standard things to look out for, it seems, you know, you always want to say, oh, I don't want to consume that much sugar, diabetes runs in my family and so forth. But 
cats don't consume sugar, even though it can occur <laughs> genetically as well. But sometimes, you know, I've had people say, you know, cats, diabetes, they don't need sugar. I mean, yeah, it definitely is a, is a different disease process, but it kind of relates back to humans. So in people, you commonly hear about type one or type two diabetes. And when considering cats, their disease process is very closely uh, and resembles type two diabetes that we see in people. And that's where the insulin is produced, but there are factors in the body that make it not work well. And I know that we're not talking about dogs today, but I do think it's important to mention that in dogs, they resemble more closely the type one in which the body is not able to actually produce the insulin. So it's a little bit of a, a similar, it resembles the process of type two diabetes in people for cats. That's pretty interesting. So what are the main contributors to diabetes in cats? So there are co some common risk factors that we see. Um, and one of the main ones that we see is obesity. Obese cats are about 3.9 times more likely to develop diabetes than cats of optimal weight, which is a really high statistic when you think about it. Physical inactivity can be a risk factor. And then also certain diseases such as kidney disease, dental disease, hyperthyroidism, which is something that we also commonly talk about in older cats, pancreatitis, and even pregnancy. And, and that's something that also can relate with, with people that we see are certain concurrent diseases that might put cats at risk for getting diabetes. And then also medication. So steroids is something that we commonly, especially long-term chronic use of high doses of steroids. We might, uh, as your veterinarian might mention it to you and want to have a conversation about the potential risk of getting diabetes from use of steroids. But the main one that we focus on is, is that obesity point for cats. And how much of a concern is it? Because I know that cats, they hide things. They're very good about hiding illnesses. So I know that that's something, you know, that's hard for all cat parents. But how much of an issue is it if our cat has diabetes and we don't detect it? Yeah, unfortunately, if we know that our cat's diabetic and it just goes undetected or untreated or we can't get treatment under control, it will be life-threatening for them. So it is an important thing to, to continue to monitor if you think your cat may be a diabetic. And some of the easy things to look for at home and some of the key factors that might clue us in that we might need to take a trip to the veterinarian would be drinking more, urinating more, this increased appetite and weight loss. So it's kind of that increased appetite and weight loss that comes together that would be abnormal, right? If you think about your cat eating a lot more, you would think that they'd be gaining weight, but with a diabetic process, they just can't utilize the food that they're intaking to get energy from. So they start to lose weight during this process. You know, it's interesting because some of those symptoms are the same for humans. Exactly. Yep. I think it's also tricky though, too, because some of those those clinical signs that I just described, especially drinking more and urinating more can be common with other disease processes like kidney disease. So, you know, a lot of these things that we, we start to see and worry about all roads lead to your veterinarian to start that initial conversation and work up uh, many times. Okay, we're going to take a short break and we'll talk about some tips for prevention. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. 
I have to tell you about Pet Treater. Pet Treater is a gift box for your fur babes that gives you the chance to surprise them with interactive toys, all-natural treats, and a whole bunch more. You know, I just got one for Dennis's birthday, but I made sure to get the larger size because I knew Molly and Charlotte would want in on the action too. Let me tell you, it arrived the day before I planned to give it to him. Dennis actually slept next to it the entire time. In the morning when I went to open it, I noticed all these claw marks on the box. They were trying to break into the goods. What a party once I opened the box for them. They had a blast. You know, whether you have a really cute kitty or an adorable doggy or maybe some of each roaming your house, you can tailor the box to fit their needs, including any allergies they have or their size. You know, we all need an excuse to spend more quality time with our fur kids. With a subscription starting as low as $15, you and your furry family members will get to unbox new surprises together, meaning you'll be spending less money, less time shopping, and more time hanging out. And if you're as obsessed with sharing photos of your pets as I am, you can connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. Okay, now Pet Treater is giving us this great offer. Go to PetTreater.com and use the coupon code CATTITUDE, that's C-A-T-T-I-T-U-D-E, and you'll get 50% off the first month of your subscription. That's PetTreater.com, P-E-T. T-R-E-A-T-E-R dot com and get ready for some great party times with your fur babes. Are you listening to this right now with a cell phone clenched between your teeth as you frantically flip pages on your paper calendars? Or are you a new breed of groomer bred for speed and efficiency of movement? 123 Pet Software automates your communications, doing the reminding, confirming, thanking, and marketing for you. 123 Pet centralizes your schedule, employees, clients, inventory, and more. 123 Pet is the business management software you need. Start minding your business today. Visit 123petsoftware.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Dr. Nicole about diabetes in your cats. So we've talked a lot about the disease, Dr. Nicole, and how to detect it. And what about once the diabetes, once you detect it, what is the protocol for going forward? How do you, you know, make your cat comfortable enough to live with diabetes? I know, you know, people to have insulin shots, same for cats or something different. Yep. For cats, it's it's a combination of diet and insulin injections. So cats are unique though, and there's a chance that they can go into remission. So where they might not always need insulin due to their diabetes, but it is a combination of diet, same exercise, weight control, and then also the insulin injections that to ensure that your cat is getting an appropriate amount of insulin when they're eating. But I do think that One of the other things that is important is to talk about if there's any way to prevent diabetes in my cat. I don't know if you want to talk about that now. Yes, Yes, of course. Let's definitely talk about some ways to prevent because it's much, much easier, much better to prevent versus having to have your cat go through insulin injections and vet visits, and it's better for the pet parents. So what are some ways for preventing diabetes in your cats? I always like to hone in on things that pet owners can control. 
And knowing that obesity puts cats at higher risk for diabetes, ensuring that your cat is in good body condition and an appropriate weight is, is really a great first step. The other thing that cats that we all know, they're carnivores, right? So feeding low carb, high protein diets is an easy step in attempting to prevent obesity and diabetes. And there's really no magic formula for the amount of protein or amount of carbohydrates that your cat should eat. But it definitely is worth discussing with your veterinarian to ensure that your cat's on that well-balanced diet. And when you go to the pet store, you see so many foods that are out there and a lot of them are great reputable brands. So you're going to have a ton of options. But once you select that food, and especially if you're concerned about your cat's weight, having that conversation with your veterinarian can be important to make sure that you are on the right path to ensure that they're getting the appropriate amount of protein. And like I said, a lower amount of carbohydrates for them. And the other thing that that we always want to remember is that not all cats are created equal, right? So it would be really unfair for me to say that your all cats should weigh 10 pounds, just like with us, we all don't have that magic number. Uh, but we can kind of talk the same talk when we talk about body condition. And that's a nice tool that veterinarians use to talk and communicate with each other about cat body conditions and also an easy number for pet owners to consider. So some veterinarians will use a scale of one to five where three is an optimal body condition and some will use a scale of nine where five would be the optimal condition. And an easy way to kind of start this at home is that if you feel over your cat's rib cage, And when you palpate those ribs or feel over there, it should feel like the back of your hand. So when you rub the back of your hands and you feel the bones there, that would be a good starting point for a good body condition. If your cat, when you're rubbing over the rib cage there, starts to feel like your knuckles, then they're probably too skinny. And when you get to the point where they're feeling like the palm of your hand, kind of where your fat pads are over that rib cage, that's an indication that your cat might be a little bit too heavy and a good indication to start having that conversation about weight management with your veterinarian. So hopefully that that can provide some nice at-home tips to for pet owners to say, well, is my cat overweight? Am I trending towards obesity? Or are we in a good body condition? You know, I have to just tell you, I've, I have not heard that before. And that is an excellent way for the pet parent to get an idea of what they're cat's body weight is. I think mine are on the heavier side because, (laughs) well, my partner sometimes feed overfeeds him, but you know, he overfeeds them, but you know, I, I'm trying. It's hard, right? We sometimes make sure our love is felt through food, right? But it sometimes that always doesn't uh, pan out so well for us. So making sure that it's consistent and with the amount and that caloric intake is, is really advantageous for them. What about the pet owner that likes to have food out all the time for the cat and the cats prefer to graze all the time? Is that more of a negative than a positive? No, cats definitely are grazing type. It definitely is something that is known to be difficult to get them on a feeding schedule, but it's not impossible by any means. And my best recommendation for that would be to then make sure that everyone's on board with the amount of food that's going to be allocated for that pet per day. So for instance, if I come to the conclusion that my cat will be offered a half a cup a day, then that's what I hold tried and true to that I find the appropriate amount measuring cup and make sure that I'm allocating that every day to their cats. So Dr. Nicole, I know that there's some products that are automatic feeders that they have a special collar and they'll read the microchip. Do you think that makes a big difference in feeding and in the feeding amount? 
So that's a great question. And there is a product out there that that is newer to the market, and it's called the SureFeed Microchip Pet Feeder Connect. And, and the advantage of that, and as I was previously mentioning, is the amount of food and the quantity and the amount of calories that a cat gets every day is a really important factor in making sure that they're getting an appropriate amount of calories and not promoting obesity. And what's nice about this feeder is that you can go in and set the amount of food that your cat should get each day. And then you can, it measures it for you so that it's very consistent across the board. And then the nice part is that it gives you alerts to when food is added or consumed by your cat. And it tells you when, when they eat for that too. So you can have a really good idea of how much your cat is consuming each day with calories. And when they're not eating too, that's just as important because that might alert you that they're not feeling well. So that's some great information that you can take to your veterinarian and say, listen, my cat didn't really eat well for the past three days. I'm concerned that something's going on. And the other thing that's nice about it, as you mentioned, it, it's microchip specific. So only the pets or the cat that is registered to that feeder, the lid opens for. So that can really help control um, if you have a multi-cat household, if you're feeding various diets to the cats. And also it helps to keep the food fresh. So as you mentioned earlier, some, some cats are just grazers and, and that freshness is really important, especially when you're feeding wet food. So that can help keep that food fresh all day. What I love about that is the microchip is identifies a specific cat because one of my cats and looking at you, Charlotte, always eats what's left over in the bowls from the other cats. So yep. that's a challenge. But then I also have Dennis, who is known to, if we don't hide it well, open bags of cat food and just have a munch. <laughs> He's open dog food too. Oh, geez. And potato yeah. chips when he was... um being watched at, at a friend's house and had a party and decided to open like six bags of chips and have fun. Yeah. So They're magicians, right? When they say they don't have yes. thumbs, you start yeah. to wonder. <laughs> yep. If they do. It. Yep. It's, it's funny. You see a bag laying there. And go, I didn't even know what was out. How did it, the slice, you know, almost like that reminds me of that really ancient cartoon Zorro with the Z and the, <laughs> the slice of Dennis, you know, with his nail. It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, these are some great tips and great facts about diabetes. Thank you so much. Is there a website where people can go to find out a little more? Yeah, absolutely. So there is a great website if you're interested in that feeder called shorepet.com um, that, that has a lot of great information there. And then I would just encourage you to, if you're interested in, in learning more about diabetes in general, and if your pet is at risk or your cat is at risk, to reach out to your local veterinarian. They have a ton of information and resources at their fingertips that can help guide you in the right direction, especially around weight management for your cat, because it is really important to have an appropriate weight loss plan. If you're concerned that your cat is overweight, cats can also get a, a disease process called fatty liver syndrome. And that's what happens when cats lose weight too fast. So making sure that their weight loss cadence is really appropriate for their health too. So definitely reach out to your veterinarian to learn more about weight loss options for your cats, appropriate diets, because they'll be able to give you the right tools and resources to make sure that it's done uh, correctly. Well, wonderful. This has been great information and what a way to start off National Diabetes Month with all this information for detecting and 
maintaining and possibly avoiding diabetes in your cat. So thank you so much, Dr. Nicole, for coming on Catitude and sharing all this great information. Absolutely. Thanks, Michelle. It was great to connect with you today. This show has been filled with a lot of great facts. I really love the hand example for detecting if your cat's a little overweight or underweight or at the right weight. Great information. So please, National Diabetes Month, talk it up. Talk it up to your other cat friends. Check your cats out. Make sure they're feeling okay. Make sure they're at the right weight or talk to your vet about how they can lose some weight. So great information. And um, so thank you to my guest, Dr. Nicole, for coming on Catitude and sharing all this fabulous facts. And thanks to uh, Charlotte and who needs to be on a diet and Dennis and Molly and uh, Sammy and Jethro. So thanks to my cat crew and thanks to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound fabulous and huge thank you to all the cat parents out there for listening to Catitude and making it very popular. So stay tuned. We have some great shows coming up. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.